Hi, my name is Eric. And I'm Shalila. And this is Are You Still Watching? A podcast about movies and their place in our culture. And today, and for the next couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about uh, all of pop culture, which it turns out was announced on uh, Disney Investors Day, which is, for those who don't know, uh, I think back in 2019 was the first one. In fact, I'm positive on that. Uh, Disney, like, publicized their investors call, which is normally not a public thing. Like, that's only for Disney investors to listen to. And even then, I don't think it's, like, for regular people. I think when they say investors, they mean, like, gigantic firms. But anyway, uh, they publicize it and, like, put it, they put a stream up that you could watch. And everyone on the planet watched it and lost their mind. And as a result, now it looks like it's going to be something they do every year. So the reason we were talking about it is because they announce uh, essentially every major pop culture thing that's going to occur for the next five years because Disney owns everything. <laughs> it's such an interesting fact to learn. Interesting is the most positive word I can say for that. So uh, we are going to do five mini episodes uh, that are going to lead out of this that are going to cover each of their big buckets. So the episodes that we're going to cover so you can get all the information you would ever need to know about Disney Investors Day and all the things they announced are uh, the following. We're going to do their TV properties. So this is Hulu and FX. Uh, and for those of you who just learned that for the first time, yes, Disney does own Hulu. Uh, we're going to do Lucasfilm as the the second bucket. Uh, so all things Star Wars. Uh, we're going to do Marvel as its own, which is probably the biggest announcements, I would think. Uh, Walt Disney Studios on its own, so anything involving their live action or animated, and then Pixar uh, as its own bucket. So that way, uh, you know, you can tune in to whichever ones you want, pick whatever is actually important to you, go for it. We're, we're customized content for our listeners. That's what we're doing. Boopity boop, boop, boop. Please enjoy, and as always, uh, tweet at us or tell us about what you're most excited about from Disney Investors Day. Or if what you're excited about is the continued conglomeration of uh, media <laughs> entertainment across the world. Monopolies. Yeah, if it's monopolies. If that's what you're really into, then then tell us that you're excited about that. This is a safe space. All right. Well, the mini-sode starts now. Boopity boop, boop, boop. Okay, so this is our uh, Disney sort of overall. What do we call this? This is like, this is Disney television and Disney, like Walt Disney animated pictures and Walt Disney live action pictures. Walt Disney Studios, maybe. Uh, this is that episode uh, of our uh, D23 coverage. So let's jump into what they have announced. And then I just want to hear kind of your thoughts and like what you're actually looking forward to, maybe off the bat. Because the first thing to know is that there was so much announced just like there was for every other thing. And I feel like I just can't get excited about all of it. So first, let's start with the TV. How about that? So here is the Disney television things that were all announced for Disney+. Plus: Beauty and the Beast, which is going to be a confusing title, if that is the title they stick with, which is Luke Evans and Josh Gad reprising their roles from the live-action movie in a prequel, here, of course, referring to Gaston and LeFou, uh, music from Alan Menken. Ron Moore and John Chu bringing back the Swiss Family Robinson, uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. We sort of like this is old news, I guess, at this point, but uh, confirming required and doing that for Disney Plus. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers picking up where the movies left off with Emilio Estevez 
and Lauren Graham. Of course, this is a podcast favorite. Yeah. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. If you're it's a faithful listener, then you'll know. <laughs> you know. Turner and Hooch, except this time with Josh Peck. Big Shot, which is a high school basketball movie with John Stamos. And The Mysterious Benedict Society with Tony Hale and Kristen Schaal. So those are those are all of the Disney TV things they announced. Of all or any of that, what do you actually care about? What I care about is the Percy Jackson series. I'm very excited to see them not screw it up yep. and to see Rick Burden actually be excited about it and be very involved. And Logan Lerman watching from afar. I wish all the best to him. That man did his best. Um, but I'm excited. I really do. I really, I had really high hopes when I watched the movie because I watched the movies very late <laughs> as an adult, mm. which appears to yeah. be a pattern in my life, but I was real disappointed. So oh, I, my hopes really carry bad. forward. Are you, were you a Percy Jackson fan? Were you a... Yeah, I really liked the an, books uh, in, in school. Uh, Jackson? Not like a, a Jackson huge five. Jackson head or whatever you call it. A Jackson, Jackson head. head. I don't like that. That's a, that's just like a screwdriver, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it I sounds think it like is. it is. It's a type of screwdriver. If it's not, don't correct me. This would be really embarrassing. I'd like to think I'm right. Yep. <laughs> but I wasn't like the you world's were into biggest, books. but I certainly read all the books and I really loved them. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I feel like we're all a sucker for, all nerds are a sucker for myths and adventures. So it worked out. See, I don't, I just missed it. I don't, I don't really know what happened. Like, I don't know how that's possible that I did because I was, uh, you know, like I feel like every other 12 year old i was super into olympus lore right greek mythology etc and it very much seems like the exact sort of series that would have been built literally for for my exact taste at that time and i just straight up missed it i didn't know about percy jackson until i think late in the high school and i was working at my local library for a bit as a shelver and in the children's section i was always shelving percy jackson i was like i don't really know what this is but I just I saw the the covers a lot, right? Like I was like, okay, this is clearly a popular book series, but I didn't really bother to look into it. I was just like, oh, popular. And then later on in college, I had friends that were just super into it, and they're like, oh, we love Bruce Jackson. It was like so huge. And later looking it up, like it was a massive book series, and I didn't even hear about it. Like it just never entered my my canon of life, and I don't know how that's possible. Like I don't know. I, I must have just missed the age cut off and mm. something else like it, it must have been being advertised in a way that i just wasn't picking up on on the other hand this is really nothing to do with disney but it's okay we're on a tangent now did you ever read the book series where hades is a good guy like related to percy jackson or a completely different book no series? completely different this was my percy jackson <laughs> and nobody knows these books as far as i could tell no so there was a book series that was like written from Hades' point of view. And the whole point of the book series was like, hey, actually, all the stories you know are wrong. Here's what actually happened. And they're like mildly modern. Like he has like an Olympus cell phone because they're like way ahead of humans. So right. like he has access to all the tech that like we would have now essentially. And, and you're in the underworld and Hades is kind of like just a mild-mannered, chill dude. And he's always dealing with like his boisterous brother and all of like the stupid thing. And he's, he's, you know, he's involved in like every myth. And so for example, it's like, oh, here's Theseus 
and the labyrinth, except it's like he's the one that gives Theseus the yarn, and he's like, no, you idiot, here's how you use it. No, and he's like always nice. trying to fix stuff. Loved them. I thought they were so funny and so well done, and I've never met a human being who's read them. And they're honestly really hard to also Google. So it, when Percy you, Jackson came about in my life, I just – no, I haven't done it. I can't find them. I can't like figure out how to Google them in a way that comes up. Because if I type in like Hades, his Hades point was of view, good, actually, <laughs> yeah, you just get like weird stuff, or you get like the new game, or you get Percy Jackson, or whatever, like, or a lot of like um, Clash of the Titans, like things that are not. Right. I, that's not what I want. So it was very confusing when Percy Jackson came back up into my life. Of like, I don't know. Do you mean this book series? <laughs> and everyone's like, No. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I would know. It was weird. Interesting. I also have I have a series of books that is also lost to time, and I've been trying to Google it for like six years, but it's got nothing to do with Percy Jackson. So I, I understand your pain. I, I hope that one day we find the books that meant a lot to us and we can remember in a weird amount of detail, but still cannot dig up on Google.com. It's tough. It's hard to do. Like those, those, I think especially those like childhood books, if you don't have the slightest idea of the author or even mm. the right title, a lot of those are really tough to find. I definitely know this is a shout out to uh, Northwestern alum, uh, Maddie McPhee. Uh, I remember spending at least one entire college lecture. I don't, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in that lecture because I wasn't listening at all. <laughs> and instead I was sitting there uh, using her help and like her Google skills to try to find a childhood picture book that I couldn't find the name of. <laughs> and it was, like, I didn't listen to a single word come out of the professor, but I was just so intimately like, okay, there's a bear with a frying pan on his head and there's like a stork with an umbrella. And I was like, I, I was going down a rabbit hole uh, and I felt very accomplished. So I think it was a good use of my time. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So I will say that was a huge tangent, which was all to say, I think I'm in agreement with you. <laughs> I think I am most excited of everything they announced about Percy Jackson, not because I'm a book fan, but because I watched the movie and that was my only exposure to it. And the movie, not as a fan, but just as a person, was so bad. Yeah. So I, I, I really like, but I, I get the gist. Like I get why this would be interesting and I would like to see that world fleshed out in a better way. And I think I'm also excited by proxy. Like I'm excited for people for whom this matters. Because it was a huge disappointment. And I know that. Like, there's a lot of people in my life who very much loved it. And it was just like a, you know, stomach drops out, bottomless pit of sad. And I'm like, That's, that sucks. Like, I <laughs> hope you get suck. the chance to have the thing you love. <laughs> because in the, the scope of things that I enjoy, as we covered in two episodes so far, there's a glut. <laughs> and most of them are perfectly fine. So I hope Percy Jackson is good. So that's really the only thing that you that you care about in the in the TV side. Is that would you agree with that? Yeah, apart from the fact that we like emotionally and possibly financially owe Emilio Estevez a mention about the Mighty Duck series. <laughs> possibly financially, yeah. Yeah. We might be responsible for a bump in Mighty Duck Googles yeah. prior to this announcement. Yeah. yeah. He owes us, honestly. Yeah. Our Venmos are I mean, open. You know, shout out to constant recurring character, my brother Aubrey, but the Mighty Ducks is his favorite movie of all time. So I'm sure that this news, if he has heard it, has changed his life Absolutely. because knowing that that's coming back is going to just, you know, it's going to be huge. I don't know who's watching it. Who's watching the mic? Is it, is it people that grew up with it? Because the fact that they picked Lauren Graham makes me think it has to be, it's got to be like slightly older adults, right? Childhood pull. Yeah. Like it's got to be because you liked the Mighty Ducks and you liked, and or you liked Gilmore Girls. So you're like, great. We've got both here. What a what a wonderful thing. I don't know. That's all I got. Turner and Hooch, I, I truly, I never saw the movie. 
I know it's supposed to be like a big tearjerker. I think that's the one with with Tom Hanks, if I remember right, like yeah. early Tom Hanks. I don't know anything about it. So I don't know. Josh Peck is interesting. Couldn't care less about the basketball movie. Uh, Swiss Family Robinson. I loved that movie as a kid. John Chu's cool. <laughs> I guess <laughs> great, cool. Like I don't know. I don't know what to pull out of this. Like the the movie was just like kind of nice white family gets stuck on an island one time, and I think they have to fight <laughs> sure. some pirates. And it's like in in they they sort of fight them with like you know uh, Home Alone style antics. So I guess if it's like a family friendly Lost. Oh, it's kind of nice, I guess. Okay, never mind. You know, that is like, cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, let's turn the, the dial up on Gilligan's Island a little bit. That's fine, I suppose. How do you feel about the Beauty and the Beast one? I think I'm worried about that one. Why are you worried about that one, Eric? I like I like Luke Evans a lot. I like Josh Gad a lot. I thought they were great in the movie together. They're just, they have a lot of charisma. Luke Evans is also so beautiful. Uh, just a truly beautiful example of a human being. And I just like watching him on screen. What I'm... I guess what I'm worried about is even with the working title of Beauty and the Beast, like obviously the idea there clearly is Gaston is the beauty and LeFou is the beast. Uh, I would assume, or maybe it's a funny play at the other way around. LeFou is actually good and Luke Evans is bad. I guess what I'm getting at is there was already so much conversation around uh, Disney's first live action gay character LeFou because he danced one time with a guy for three seconds at the end of that movie. And having a prequel show called Beauty and the Beast starring the two of them, which was like a big Tumblr thing and like a legitimate thing. Like it was kind of it was very clearly coded in a comedic way. So I don't know. I I, I think what I'm worried about is I don't know unless they get the right people behind the camera and with the pen in hand. I just don't really know if a um, isn't it funny that they're not gay TV show about LeFou and Gaston is going to be good. Like, I that's yeah, I think we're a little bit beyond that, right? Like, I just sort right. of it feels like a two decades old premise, and I think we're I think it's good. I think we can retire that idea, but maybe it will be good. I don't know. I, I think it really depends on who's doing it, who's who's making it. Yeah, I'm behind you on that. Or it might turn into the next Ryan Murphy's The Prom on Netflix. I don't know that reference. Just simultaneously gay and also homophobic at the same time. Okay, okay. thank you. That that helps. That That's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm getting at is it feels like, A, it feels like a cop-out for Disney to be like, hey, he was the whole time. Here's the show. We told you we would do it. And at the same time, it feels like it has a just crazy propensity to be homophobic. Yeah. Like just a real, a wealth of opportunity to be homophobic. And I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not holding but my breath. But I like them together, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... I want to devote one and a half to two more minutes ranting about something you've already heard the rant about, but I, I want to do it anyway, which is the Mysterious Benedict Society. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's a book series I learned after the announcement that was written in the mid-2000s. And if you read the plot of that book series, it sounds nearly identical to another book series, which was also adapted to a movie starring Ava Green called Ms. Peregrine's Home for something, something, something. And this is called The Mysterious Benedict Society. And I think the actual book series has a longer title, which is like The Mysterious Benedict Society of something, something, something. And they both are just the X-Men. And I just, I don't know. I just, I I read it and I heard the premise and I kind of got irrationally angry immediately. I was like, we got to stop. We got to stop doing it 
all over and over again. X-Men's X-Mening in X-Men Mansion. X-Men. I know you. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, here's your mysterious professor character, this time played by Tony Hale, I would assume. And guess what? Kids with weird powers get invited to a big mansion, except actually they're there to fight the bad dude. And that's just X-Men. And I understand why you're doing it because it's popular. But just, I don't know, pick something new. Like, <laughs> just do a new Haven't you stick. heard? There is nothing new. Oh, God. I don't know why it bothers me so much. It just really does. It's, I think because it's so obvious, it bothers me. That's all I got. I don't really have anything more to say. If anyone's a fan of that, please let me know why on Twitter. So that's that. So let's jump to the uh, Walt Disney Studios motion pictures walt disney studios motion pictures production which is the full title i think of their live action so here are the live action movies and this is a little bit of a cheat i will admit because even as we say this it's going to be things that are mostly animated but that's not my fault that's disney's fault so starting at the top uh hocus pocus 2 with Adam Shankman directing, and as far as I know from the grapevine, everybody's back. Sure. Uh, a reboot of Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. A reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen with Gabrielle Union and Kenya Barris. And a new Sister Act movie with Whoopi Goldberg, produced by Tyler Perry. So, that's all of their original movies for Disney+, Plus, which is... Sure, surprising. We'll get back to those. They also have, uh, bringing it back to a prior conversation we had, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, <laughs> which is a hybrid live-action animated movie like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, starring, importantly for Shalila, this. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Yeah. We, we got to come back to talk about this one for sure. Uh, Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis which fans will know how we feel, and Tom Hanks. Peter Pan and Wendy with Jude Law as Captain Hook um, and Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell, and then Disenchanted, a sequel to Enchanted with Amy Adams back. Then there are some other things. Uh, I don't really... There's like a movie about an NBA player, but I don't really know. I think it's a biographic film. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, who I don't know who that is. Is that the is that the weasel from Ice Age? I didn't you know the Ice Age movies weirdly I well? I know the We've Ice Age movies well. Podcast. Yes, Buck Wild isn't he the wizard? Uh, the wizard, the weasel with the hat. He is absolutely the Indiana the Jones weasel. Eye patch weasel. Okay, he goes. That's up goes the weasel. Great character. Yeah, I had that on my so iPod doing, touch for years. They're doing an animated take on that. Oh hell yeah! And then yeah. Night at the Museum. Uh, another hell yeah museum disney plus show they also included stuff that we already know like uh, a preview for jungle cruise with the rock and uh emily blunt cruella with uh, uh emma thompson and emma stone a prequel to the lion king <laughs> and the little mermaid not a prequel to the mermaid but <laughs> a semicolon and the little mermaid yes so those are all of the live action things they talked about i'm gonna start with the same question I asked you before, what are you looking forward to? Oh, there's way too much to call out here. 
I mean, I have several questions. I would like to know more about Let's Chip and Dale because uh, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney <laughs> yeah, are involved. I figured. Um, do you want to start there? You let's start there. Why? Why not? Why don't we? I mean, so I mean, let's just start with saying the it's it's your two favorite folks, right? Like it's it's this is made for you as far as the two headlines. This is go. my Avengers Age of whatever it was called Endgame <laughs> Age of Endgame Age of Endgame Ultron Age of Endgame. Yep. The Age Avengers the Ultron. 2012. That's the yeah, full title. I figure the, these two are your. You introduced me to John Mulaney. You're basically single handedly responsible for that. Yeah. Andy Samberg, I was aware of, but you know the. I've the been love mentally married him. to him for a while. Right. So I mean, we had a, a long discussion about Andy Samberg on our uh, Palm Springs episode. Plug Palm Springs episode. Uh, I, I just feel as soon as I heard the news, I immediately thought of you and became very excited. Like, regardless of the quality. What are you thinking about this? Like, how do you think they'll do together? I'm assuming voicing, of course. Right. Chip and Dale. So this, I think, is... I've mentioned this to you off off the record. I have no idea what the hell Chip and Dale is. I, those are words. <laughs> um, but on on by virtue of these two people being involved, I was like, oh, I got to become a real Chip and Dale stan now, whatever that is. Got to Google <laughs> and watch all that footage. So I, I have learned that it is two, two small rodents. Is that what? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're chipmunks. Okay, there there we go, and uh, they're probably cute or something. But to actually answer the question, it it reminds me of when they announced the Ducktales reboot, which made me real excited because I love yeah. that cast. And I wasn't like really yeah. into Ducktales or anything. I, I knew the theme song, I guess, but it did end up being really good. And I think this is going to be that for me again. I'm just going to go and watch episodes of animated children's television in the middle of the day because of the cast so i'm excited for that recurrence in my life yeah i think honestly i think you and i are kind of on the same page of like i was a little too young i think for this stuff this is what i think of as early millennial stuff this is like the disney power hour kind of characters um the ducktales and and chippendale but i was aware of them my only personal connection to them is that my parents for some reason i don't understand are really into chippendale like they, when we went to uh, Disney at one point in my life, my dad and my stepmom bought like Chippendale character hats. One of them has a black nose, one a red nose. And I, I just truly don't know why. Like, I don't, I don't know why those are the two that really wow. clicked in. Yeah. But I do know the, you know, the, what I do know about it is that it is, a, it was originally a cartoon, of course. And it aired alongside like DuckTales and then tailspin followed out of that and i think they all kind of talked to each other like some of the ducktales characters appeared in tailspin and i think chippendale appeared in tailspin etc so again i guess for some people maybe that really matters for me i'm excited a for you and a because i am of course a john mulaney fan thanks to you and because who wouldn't be uh and it just seems like two good pairings like those are two very good voice acting like they have, they have recognizable voices. They're very animated. They're very specific. Like I, I think that'll be an interesting take. Um, honestly, though, what I'm more excited by is the hybrid live action animated thing. To my understand, I know that sounds scary to anyone who has a brain because that sort of sounds like I'm saying Garfield or uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks or Sonic Hop the or any any movie that featured James Marsden in the past twenty years, but. Um, <laughs> I think from what I got out of the, the the presentation anyway, it's more like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like I think the idea is that they are they are actually cartoon characters. Like they like that's a known quantity. So 
it's going to be more like the idea of these cartoons living among regular people and then whatever uh, hijinks ensue. And I, I think that's going to be kind of fun. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting pick. I'll say that much. I don't know. Sure. Uh, uh, other than, than your Avengers, uh, what other ones like really jumped out to you of like that you actually can put enough energy into, into being excited? I just am very curious to hear your thoughts on the Lion King prequel. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of thoughts on, on most of these, I think, but let's, let's go back. Yeah. Let, let's start from the bottom up. Let's okay. start from the Lion King. The Lion King was, was previewed, not to the public, but to, to people the folks with the money the folks with the money so to my understanding this is a prequel to lion king uh, about mufasa and shulila and i were talking before we i'm sorry this really quickly did nobody uh with the money do the comic con thing where they secretly recorded their screen with the mobile phone and leaked it i'm assuming they don't know how yeah because they're all rich. <laughs> i don't mean people. that to sound mean mm, but i'm, I'm just, yeah that's yeah. my assumption i think it's like, like these are like you know bankers and stuff and I, I mean maybe they do but right but they don't have like nerd also brain. to be fair it's it's also like a stream of disney as opposed to like what normally would be so my guess is that stuff is probably pretty protected like i would assume that disney can figure out how to flag that in like a like in the same way like if you got a screener for a movie but i could be wrong but can't you pull like a quibby and pull your other phone out and record the screen physically Ooh, a quibby a now dead reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we never did talk about Quibi we, on this podcast. And, and we and shouldn't have. I think so this will be okay. the last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Lion King prequel. It's about Mufasa. I don't get it. What are we talking about for? It has music from Hans Zimmer. Pharrell and Succession's Pharrell. Nicholas Bertel. Yeah. So, obviously, they're leaning into the music side. I just don't get it. I don't know how else to... I, I don't, I guess what I'm confused by is like in a dramatic narrative sense. Do we want to see Mufasa have adventures? I feel like we only care about Mufasa because we cared about Simba. Like in other words, because Mufasa is our parent metaphor and seeing him die is very tragic because we're kids and Simba's a kid and therefore we relate to that. But Mufasa, I don't understand. <laughs> I thought the whole idea was that he was just like, a, it was like a chill place to be. I don't know. I, maybe it'll be more. Maybe it'll be actually about Scar, if that makes sense. Right. Like it's a it's about Mufasa, quote unquote. But what it's really about is how come Scar is so upset? Um, you know, Why how do you get the scar in his the eye? Yeah. It's going to be a stupid reason, I'm sure, but something like that. I don't know. I I, I just don't really. I I guess what I'm getting at is. Why not just, you could just keep doing Lion King movies. There was a Lion King 2, or you could just do new stuff involving Simba. And I'm not saying they'd be good, but you could keep bringing that rag. And it would make more sense to me than saying, who wants to see young Mufasa? Not me, really. That sounds like watching Simba. <laughs> like, I don't know. I It's confusing. Um, I would watch Ghost Mufasa. Spoiler alert ghost if you haven't seen Mufasa. one of the most famous animated movies of all time. But Listen, Mufasa I haven't, dies man. And, and I haven't seen the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he dies and becomes a ghost. And I feel like... He becomes a ghost? Like, you know, he Obi-Wans it and he's like sitting in the clouds and he's like, Simba. And it's awesome. It's beautiful. Ah, yeah. It's Remember honestly one of the best something. animated scenes ever. Remember. Exactly. Wonderful. I would definitely watch a movie about if Ghost what's Mufasa. What's he doing up there in the clouds when he's not saying yeah. remember? <laughs> I would totally watch a movie about Ghost Mufasa screwing around with like Ghost, you know, Serengeti having to live Ghost Scar. That sounds great. 
uh, I would better just than this. Watch, I just my entire opinion on The Lion King is I haven't seen the damn movie, but I watched Beyonce's Blackest King on Disney Plus, and it was so good that I don't care anymore about any other media about The Lion King. Like it's that good. You, did you Black see the live King. action? Yeah, I did <laughs> in theaters. But you, in and IMAX. you did. You did not see the animated. No. Okay. I know. That's upsetting. Yeah. We'll get to that. I know. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, we have a long I, ways to go. Like we'll I have to hear it daily from everyone I know. <laughs> yeah. It's more upsetting because it's one of the few really, truly, objectively, just honestly, straightforward good movies. <laughs> like, it's just there. And um, the live action is something. I don't know. Well, anyway, that's The Lion King. The Little Mermaid. I don't have anything to say about this one except that I, I don't, I have nothing against Melissa McCarthy. I just don't get her as Ursula. I don't get it. It bothers me, and I don't know why. I hope that I'm wrong. Also, we love Hallie, and we're very excited. That is now the official podcast. Who do we love? Stance. Hallie Bailey, the the uh, the main character, mermaid lady, mermaid mermaid girl. Oh, Ariel. Yes, thank you. Isn't she a YouTuber? That's all I know. Oh Jesus Christ, Eric. Oh God, I'm gonna get <laughs> disowned by everyone I know. No, oh man. I don't know. Things. Oh boy. I don't oh. know things. I know that she's a YouTuber. Oh, I know she, she has red hair. She's not and a I YouTuber. That... She does not have red I hair. I thought she was a YouTuber. Oh, she doesn't have red hair. Real painful. So Hallie Bailey is one of the sister duo, Chloe and Hallie, who are a fantastic R&B slash pop artists with the Grammy-nominated single Do It from this year, who are backed by Beyonce and also just generally rule. We love them. They're very funny and very cool, very insanely talented, very beautiful, um, just perfect in every way, not YouTubers. And she doesn't have red hair and she's not a YouTuber? I mean, she at one point <laughs> had red braids, but she like frequently does absolutely not have oh, red hair. I really thought that both of those were true. <laughs> Okay, well, screw it. I don't know anything then. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. If you're excited, I'm excited. You, these yeah. are, be, you know, this is always this is your world. You know the what the kids are up to, and I don't. Absolutely. So, uh, if you believe in her as Ariel, I'm with you. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, live action uh, Little Mermaid is going to be fascinating to see how that goes. That's my that's my stance. I just don't think. Okay, we're going to spend more time on this. Than we probably should. Here's the thing. <laughs> Is it going to look good? I don't. Can you do good looking mermaids? Aquaman. In live no. action? <laughs> you can do Amber Heard. I don't think so. I don't think I've seen evidence to say that you can do good looking mermaids in live action. Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 4, they didn't look good. Harry Potter, they look terrifying and they're not really trying. What's those movies when we were kids? Aquamarine? I think it's the motion. I think it just it always the, looks It's too also CGI-y. the eyes and, and the hair when they try to make the hair yeah. artificially move around because they're obviously underwater. not filming yes. underwater. <laughs> right. And that, like the knowledge of that mixed with what I assume will be Lion King's CGI oh, tech geez. on a bunch of underwater, like realistic CGI'd Sebastian. I don't want to see an actual crab no. sing under the sea. That doesn't seem interesting. Also, how many like weird... BuzzFeed slash upworthy videos you think we're going to have to watch in the build up to this movie that's like, here's how we spend $400 billion animating one strand of Chloe's <laughs> yep. hair. Yep, yep, and yep. it's like, ah, god damn, we are, the climate is changing and we're all going to die. Yeah, and it's fine. Yeah. Well, that's that on Little Mermaid. Cruella, I feel like I just don't, I don't have any feelings one way or the other. Whatever. Jungle Cruise was supposed to come out already, I think, but covid night at the museum you and i are both excited about we are, we are night at the museum stands we fans. are now we can museum say museum go patrons is that what fans of night at the museum are called museum patrons that's funny 
I, I think that's uh, that's one I of your so. best ones. <laughs> Thank you. It's up there. Um, I th- the creator is back on board. I know that. I don't think it's going to have Ben Stiller, but I, I I'm excited by it. It seems like a fun idea. Why not? Sure. Every museum in the world do different do a tour. Who cares? Sounds good. Maybe they'll go. I know this won't happen, but here's my. Are you ready for my fanfic night at the museum? I hope that it's about the museum pieces breaking themselves out and returning themselves to their home cultures. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's, like, it's the last Jedi, but for a night at the museum. <laughs> it's like turning the thematics on its head. I'm with it. <laughs> Just a really deep meditation on the, the franchise. That's my wish. Let's see. Pinocchio, we've already talked about. I don't want to spend any more time on that. Jude Law as Captain Hook. I'm into that. Jude Law is cool. He's attractive to look at. Captain Hook is a character that has been done by many people. And whatever. All good. Why not? I guess. Kind of weird to me that they already that the movie's called Peter Pan and Wendy, and the first castings we have are for Tinkerbell and Captain Hook, and not for Peter Pan or Wendy. <laughs> just seems whatever. They haven't decided. They're still doing the Zoom auditions. Yeah, I guess. It's just kind of like a, oh, okay. Like, uh, that, that's not who you said. Uh, and I believe the the young lady who is playing Tinkerbell is, uh, she's from Blackish, right? She is, Yara Shahidi. She is. I love her. Yeah. She's great. You know who else great. is on um, not Blackish, but the spinoff Grownish? Chloe and Hallie. Great. AKA Hallie Bailey. I gotta look. I gotta look this up. Man, they're so great. When you look into them, you're gonna fall in love, but in like a good way. I'm gonna Google them in YouTube and see if I can figure out why I thought they were YouTubers. Did you just say I'm gonna um, Google them on YouTube? <laughs> you should go ahead and yeah, do that, my old man friend. <laughs> I'll do that. Listen, this is why this podcast works. I take care of yeah, all the stuff fair. before the year 2006, and you take care of all of it after. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect split. <laughs> Plus, it makes sense. There's so much more content after the year 2006. Like, the amount of information produced by humankind has exponentially increased. So, we have equal loads to bear. Yes, we do. And that's why this podcast works. That's why it works. I'm going to name one of my favorites of this entire list, though. Disenchanted. Amy Adams is an absolute treasure, and Enchanted is so good. That movie, I... Bought it on Blu-ray, but two months ago because I refused to watch it in bad quality because it's so good. And James Marsden is, I think it's his best role. I'm going to throw that out there. Sorry, Teddy from Westworld. But no, you're right. He, you're objectively correct. It's true. They're so good in that movie. And I'm really excited. And I don't really get what it'll be about. But I'm just glad that she's back. And I like that it's called Disenchanted. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Three Men and a Baby. I don't get how you do that story in the modern day. The whole reason for its existence once upon a time was what if we took a bunch of very masculine men from the 80s and wouldn't it be funny if they raised a baby because of stereotypes involving men raising children and also gay. And instead, it's set now. Maybe we can have Zac Efron play the baby and then they'll watch it. (laughs) Zac, he's he's like Alec Baldwin. He just voices the baby. Boss baby. Crossover. Okay, I'd watch that. I'd watch Zach Efron voicing a baby <laughs> for Jason Statham, The Rock, and Vince Diesel to raise. That'd be funny. I'd watch that. I, I just don't get it. I don't get what what are we getting out of that movie in today's day? Like it doesn't make sense. There's no having men raise a child and multiple men raise a child is not a novelty in our society. It is wildly normal. So I don't right. get it. I'm gonna read whatever. one sentence that Vulture wrote about this movie. Zach Efron doesn't have the raw sexual energy of Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, or even Steve Gutenberg, but he has been pegged to star in the Disney Plus remake of Three Men and a Baby. 
The article states that it is not clear how the material will be updated, but it will certainly need updating. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this article is bangers only. It's a good one. <laughs> I, yeah, very confusing. Um, cheaper by the dozen. I'm shocked it hasn't been done already. Yeah. Obviously, why wouldn't you redo it? I actually think that's a fine bid. I think that's a movie that people like. I don't think it's beloved. Why not? Go for it. Sister Act, I they must have offered her so much money. Whoopi yeah, Goldberg must have received so much gold. <laughs> just <laughs> okay, that was bars your, and bars that was one of, of the weaker ones, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I just truly like I I truly think they paid her in like bars of gold, just straight bars of gold on like a wagon. Like it just the amount of money they would have had to get in front of her. Or they transferred directly transferred stock into her her portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of stock, are you ready for another tangent, listeners? Guess what I learned about the other day, Shalila? I learned about the... Remember how you tried to teach me about Bitcoin? I did. I learned about the things that make up a Bitcoin, which are called Jaspers or Jaipurs or Jahanis or something. There's like a bunch of them. There's like a bunch of them in one Bitcoin and they're equal to basically nothing. That's all I know. They're like... I don't know. There's like a bunch of them and they all make up one bit. Like one Bitcoin is made up of like a thousand j- j- jaloonies and then a jaloonies equal to like point oh 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 three dollars And all I know is uh, some friend of mine, I don't even remember who it was, on Instagram, uh, somebody gifted them 50,000 jalousarbies and... Uh, <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's so cool. What a great thing to get. And then I converted it and it was like equal to $11. And I was like, well, that wasn't very exciting, was it? Oh my God. Well, anyway, that's Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg and Tyler Perry. Um, I'm gonna, what, what is it actually called? Do you not know? No, I, I don't know what this, this is. is. I, I, I probably should. My favorite, my only piece of trivia that I know is like when you, when you mine Bitcoin, there's a thing called a nonce, which is a real bad word in Britain. I just really enjoy that because British What's Bitcoin. What's it called? People, a what? N O N C E. Like it. Well, to be fair, it either it depending on which part of the country you are in, it either means like idiot or it means pedophile. So. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> what? Oh, I found it. I found it. It does not start with a J at all. Uh, the word is Satoshi. <laughs> oh, after the guy who invented it. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure, I believe you, but that makes way more sense than Jalebi. Which was my first guess. Jesus Christ. Which is a dessert, I believe. You know, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'd like to petition that they rename it to Jalebi. I, I would uh, like anyway. that a lot more. All right, well, well getting back to our financial advice podcast that we do together. Yeah. Uh, the final thing I want to say on live actions, Hocus Pocus 2, I'm so excited. And here's why. I like Hocus Pocus well enough. I, I, I'm not as into it as I think other people are, but I do think it's a fun movie. Uh, the three leads are just always so good, and they seem to have fun together. And also, the kid who played the cat was like a big sexual awakening for a generation. That's exciting for everybody. Wow. Here's what I think is the bigger deal to me. I think that is Sarah Jessica Parker's best role. She is having so much fun in that movie, and she's legitimately – she just looks like she's full of joy. And then I went and watched four seasons of Sex in the City, and she never once looked happy as compared to Hocus Pocus. And I'm sure she's happy. And I'm, I, 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 all I'm saying is I'm glad that she gets to return to this role, which you she's been fighting for for a long time. four seasons of Sex in the City? 
I really gave it the old college try and then I had to jump out of it because it wouldn't stop being exactly the same. And also uh, the mechanics drove me nuts. The journaling mechanic, I really couldn't stand. I don't know why. It just didn't 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 work with me. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. Yeah. So anyway, that's my completely unnecessary defense of Sarah Jessica Parker, a very successful and I'm sure happy with her choice as individual. Doesn't need uh, you. I just hope that she gets to come back to that role. She seems so happy. Anyway, that is all of the Walt Disney Studios motion pictures productions lineups, which is just a mouthful. So that brings us to the the real showstopper, the one that everyone actually cares about, Walt Disney Animation Studios, which is what you're all really here for. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to run down the, the big announcements, which there's not a lot, but they're all big. Uh, and then I'm going to ask you the same thing. So first, Raya, no, I'm wrong already. Raya, I recently learned, Raya and The Last Dragon will debut simultaneously on Disney Plus and in theaters. It's going to do the Mulan thing where it's going to be 30 bucks when it comes out. And then later on, you can have it for, for free if you're a subscriber. So that's Raya. They're, they announced their next upcoming feature film, which is called Encanto, which has songs and music by Lin-Manuel Miranda and is directed by the Zootopia folks. So we'll get back to that. But it's basically, it's a Colombian movie it's about a magical family living in a magical home in Colombia, and I'm assuming it's because somebody read that magical realism is from Colombia, and they're like, "What? This would be what a great idea." Uh, and so we'll come back to that. Then the the kind of big announcement, I think, like the shocking announcement, was that Walt Disney Animation Studios is producing their first ever animated series, which I'm sure is a confusing thing to hear if anybody ever watched the Hercules series or the Little Mermaid series or the Lion King series or <laughs> literally any other TV series when you were a kid. Those were not actually made by Walt Disney Animation Studios. They were made by a different company, which is why they're not part of the quote-unquote canon of Disney or whatever. Like they're not in the Disney store, for example. Sure. Because they're not from the actual, you know, they're not from the they're not from the varsity team. Those were JV. This is their first ever TV TV shows coming out of the actual company, meaning they will be quote-unquote in canon. So, for example, we have Baymax, Zootopia Plus, which is confusing, Tiana, and Moana the series, all four of which are going to be follow-ups to their individual movies. So Tiana covering ah. uh, after she gets back, obviously, becoming a princess. Moana the series dealing with her uh, rising up as the chief and like getting her people out into the world. Zootopia Plus, a uh, uh, anthology show about different parts and different characters in Zootopia. And Baymax, uh, basically him running around being a nurse in San Francisco. But again, all of them are like, essentially what I'm getting at is I think uh, Frozen 2 and uh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 proved that they can do sequels. And they seem to be interested in doing sequels. I don't think they're interested in releasing them theatrically anymore, would be my my wild guess. Unless it's called Frozen, I don't think they're interested in doing it. So instead, they're giving you sequels through TV on Disney+, Plus, which is fine. Uh, and then finally, not as big for IP, but a really interesting uh, announcement. Um, I believe it is pronounced Iwaju, uh, which is a, a TV show that is going to be pronounced in collaboration uh, with a 
I believe originally Nigerian, but is now a pan-African comic book company uh, called Kugali, which is has been kind of in the news for a little bit over the past probably five or six years. Um, very cool work that they do, and Disney has partnered with them to produce a show. So that's cool. So those are the animated movie announcements. So Shalila, of all of those, what actually interests you? Man, yeah, I kind of want to talk more about, first of all, I'm very excited about Iwaju, if I'm pronouncing that right as well. Looks real cool, yeah. man. I've seen the some of the concept great. art. Looks really, really cool. Also, in general, yep. great idea. Make more of that stuff. Yep. And it's actually in collaboration with an established company, too. So, you know, it's not just going to be some somebody at Disney being like, well, just hire a white person. Um, so that's cool. Yep. Um, uh, but let's talk about it. Encanto, yeah. Is it is it Coco? I think so. Yep. I mean, I, I don't mean this to be as reductive as I'm sure it's going to sound, but I, I sort of want to stick with it because I think this is probably an accurate way to describe it since it's coming out of Disney. I think it's Colombian Coco. Like, this is what they, they want it to be. My bigger issue thus far is... Coming from the creators of Zootopia, which is a real mixed bag of a movie in terms of its ability to actually tell a story that is trying, like, that is a movie that pretends that it has a message and it just kind of doesn't. It's like a very confused metaphor. (laughs) And they really thought that they solved racism and they just didn't. And they jokered it. And then there's music. The music is from Lin-Manuel, who is not Colombian. He's not from anywhere nearby that part of the world. I just, like, they already picked him to do Moana's music. Like, in other words, as far as I can tell, Lin-Manuel is Disney's Islander and also Mm. their... Token Latinx person. (laughs) And you can't, like, that's just not how it works. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Puerto Rico does not equal everywhere else. I, I don't... Yeah. I have little to no faith in that movie already. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, it, you know, the base idea, I, I honestly think the base idea of like, again, clearly, obviously, somebody took one basic literature class ever and magical realism Columbia. Like, I, I, I get the idea here, but I think I think the question becomes, can they can they do it? Can you do a story like that without actually including anybody from the culture that you're trying to tell a story about or set place in or take literature devices from? My guess is no, at least not at the decision-making levels, you know? Well, anyway, that's Encanto. Any uh, uh, any of them other than Iwaju uh, excite you? Or are you into any of the series? Um, we've never really talked about Raya on here either. Any of those yeah. jumping out at you? Uh, I mean, looks cool. I would like to support Kelly Marie Tran, and I think Aquafina's fun, so... I have hopes. I think I think my entire thought on all of the animated series is that I will wait to hear how people think they are before deciding whether I'm going to commit any of my time to them. I liked, I really liked Big Hero 6. I, I honestly have, in retrospect, a soft spot for Zootopia even. And obviously Moana and cool. Tiana are cool. So Princess and the Frog, cool. Yeah. Uh, Moana, very cool. So both very cool movies. I have never watched it. But from the the people that I do know that watch it and the creators I follow who are really interested in it, the Tangled TV show on Disney Channel, Disney XD, I'm not really sure which, is supposed to be really good. Like legitimately very, very good in like an Avatar, Clone Wars, like, you know, in, in, a, in an animated kid show that sort of transcends its its supposed 
viewership kind of way. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm curious to know whether or not that is something that has prompted or if that's going to carry over into these, because at least in what they describe, it's like a legitimately very worthy TV show that is very exploratory and very dramatic. And so I don't know, it kind of makes me interested to know, like, is that going to carry over? I, I haven't checked it out myself, but could be worth it. Sick. Um, yeah. Ryan, the last dragon. We haven't really talked about that. I'm excited. You're exactly correct. Kelly Marie Tran, uh, always good. The animation looks beautiful per usual. It looks a cool, like a great world. I like that we're doing fantasy from other cultures. That's great. Um, I don't remember the other announcements, but I actually think we haven't done this in any other episode, so we'll pretend. I think the winner of all of Disney Investors Day was Aquafina. She yeah, was announced in like lot four different Disney projects. And I don't remember what they even all were. One of them was uh, was um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. Little Mermaid. There's definitely at least... Little Mermaid, thank you. That's the one I was forgetting. Like, a lot. That's Yeah, those are big ones, too. Those are big paychecks. Those are big movies. A uh, 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 Disney mainstay live action, a Disney mainstay animated, and a Marvel. That's big like those are yeah anyway i just i think if any one single actor or creator gets to win disney investors day i think it's aquavina unexpected all right so that is all of disney that's 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 all of disney animated disney tv disney live action uh announcements for disney investors day yeah uh what what's uh, if you had to pick one what's your you know, I tell you, you can only watch one single thing that we talk. Is it? Is it John Mulaney and Andy yeah, Samberg? Is it it's Chippendale? Chippendale? It's gonna. That's pretty shocking. Beat Chippendale. <laughs> that's pretty shocking. Which gets even better when you realize I don't know what Chippendale are. Yeah, I mean that's the power of the, that duo. Yeah. All right. Well, what what's yours? If I had to pick one, one single one. Um, I'm scrolling back through now. I would honestly, I would lose so many of these without a second thought maybe ooh, honestly maybe uh disenchanted i think i really like amy adams really like amy adams and that is my favorite james marsden movie by a long shot and i just yeah i think if i had to keep one if i had to cancel every other disney project i'd keep disenchanted um absolutely no offense to any of the other projects and also things that are not franchises like iwaju i'm sure will be interesting but um Enchanted came first. So that's my pick. Uh, or how about this? The biographic film we didn't talk about. Greek Freak. Hold on. <laughs> about an M- It's the NBA movie. It's called Greek Freak. Oh, I'm assuming wait, because the NBA so player Giannis. Yo, is Greek. I didn't know they're making a movie about him. I really like him. It, his name no is way. Giannis. Giannis Atentacumpo. Oh, yep. It's, it's pronounced Giannis. Oh. How do you... Wait a minute. How... How? Where is this coming from? Like, he's like one of the top most famous NBA players, like, ever, and also especially right now. I believe that. I don't pay attention to the NBA at all. I believe what you're saying. But I would never have pegged you to be following the NBA. I like, I like basketball. It's fun. What? This is brand new information. It's a, it's a good sport. I really like, I feel like it's a, a real quick, I'm not going to defend the sport of basketball. It's got enough fans, but, uh. (laughs) Didn't need to come on this podcast and talk about why watching people throw a ball in the net is fun. But no, I'm, I, I feel just like I'm no a sports idea. person. In that I have I'm nothing not against basketball. I just, 
didn't know that you watched basketball. Like, I knew soccer, obviously. Right. But I did not know that you watched basketball. Well, I really cannot believe you don't know who he is because I don't think I don't think you need to no. watch basketball to know who he is. I truly couldn't tell you. I All I know is this completely changes my perception of your relationship to the movie Uncut Gems. I feel like yeah. you really understood it. And I, I mean, only I half wasn't like it. paying attention to the 2008 whatever the, the heck, but... <laughs> The Celtics third because time, whatever. I was twelve, but <laughs> every time that we do a Disney podcast, we end up back at Uncut Gems, and I think that's beautiful. We either end up at Uncut uh, Gems or we end up in Joker, and I would prefer that we end up Joker. at Uncut Gems. It was the much better version of Joker. That's true. Anyway, you should go All look right. up some of his highlight reels. This guy is real good. He's very good. All right, that's where we'll leave our Disney uh, Investors Day for the, the the Disney announcements. Is to look up Giannis. Say his last name. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Uh, look up that fella uh, in order to better understand Disney Investors Day. All right. Well, we will uh, see you back here for our uh, next Disney uh, Investors Day uh, announcement. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Thank you for listening to our Disney Investor Day episode. Uh, this has been one of several episodes uh, if you enjoyed the Investor's Day episodes and uh, you'd like to talk with us about any of the things that they announced, uh, you can either follow us and or tweet at us at AYSWPod uh, on Twitter. Uh, you'll also find Shaliba and I's Twitter accounts on there as well. Alternatively, we are on Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash AYSW. We would love to uh, have your support if you want so that we can keep delivering these super professional products straight to your ears. Uh, and we will see you for our next episode, which will either be a continuation of our Disney series called The Walt Discussions uh, or something else. We don't really know what because there's still no movies coming out, but we'll let you know. Until then, see you next time, everybody.